to Under the Dome, uh, the State Journal Register podcast about state government. I'm Bernie Schoenberg, a political writer for the SJR. Uh, on the line with me, uh, Doug Finke, our state government expert. Doug, how you doing? As well as everybody, I guess, at this point. Yes, well, we're, we're farther than six feet apart. Uh, I don't want to make light of it, but boy, everybody's life sure has changed. Um, Speaking of that, uh, every afternoon at 2.30, uh, now it's been more than two weeks, uh, Governor Pritzker, uh, mostly in Chicago, sometimes other places, gives an update. Why don't you give us an update from the last uh, we knew uh, uh, about what what is going on in the state with uh, the coronavirus? Well, as of yesterday's update, we had uh, 1,865 confirmed cases in the state. Uh, that jumped by 330 from um, the day before, which was the largest single-day increase that we've had. Uh, keep in mind that uh, we're doing more tests now, and that's part of uh, uh, what's accounting for the increases is that uh, uh, people who've had it all along are finally finding out about it or confirming that they had it. Uh, so, uh, I mean, that's part of it, but it also shows uh, 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 continued upward spike in the number of cases. And that's uh, what uh, the state is trying to avoid with uh, uh, all the restrictions on gatherings and, and uh, unnecessary travel and that sort of thing. Uh, they, they want to flatten that upward curve out and, and down. And uh, at this point, we don't know when that's gonna happen. And the, uh, uh, the governor, as everyone knows, has, uh, put uh, some restrictions on people, the stay-at-home order that is in effect through uh, April 7th. And he was asked uh, uh, a couple of days ago if he thinks uh, that's going to be able to be lifted. And he indicated that it very well might not be because uh, it's going to depend on what the, the health experts tell him. But uh, it's uh, looking at this point that like he may have to extend that. Wow. Um, yeah, which which will interestingly go, uh, well, it, it's not exactly the, the kind of talk that the president is doing from the national scene, hoping that parts of the country can be opened up soon. Yeah, and, you know, the, the president has gotten a lot of criticism for that, that he may be uh, acting uh, rashly if he goes ahead and, and does that and maybe inviting uh Another spike in, in cases, uh, you know, we've got uh, New York State and Louisiana, both are, are seeing uh, uh, increases. New York State's the worst, I believe, in the, in the country right now as far as the number of cases. So uh, people think it, uh, the president is being really premature and talking about uh, this return to normalcy uh, as early as Easter. Uh, if it comes down to that, uh, apparently from uh, some of the readings that I've seen or some of the reporting that I've seen, uh, the, uh, the president can do that, but the states uh, have the right to impose their own restrictions. So if uh, Governor Pritzker thinks that the, the situation is still critical and uh, should not be loosened that much, uh, he would still have the authority to uh, uh, issue his own orders for Illinoisans to continue to stay at home. Right. Every day with the governor at those briefings is Dr. Ngozi Azike, which is the director of our Illinois Department of Public Health. And then after giving uh, usually a pretty clear rendition of what's going on in Illinois with the new numbers and, and there's empathy in the way she delivers it, she says the same stuff in Spanish. And, you know, from my 12 years of studying Spanish, she's got a heck of a good accent. 
She it certainly sounds like it, and you know that's uh, uh, it's refreshing that she does that because we obviously have a number of uh, a very large number of Spanish-speaking uh, residents in the state. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's too bad the uh, we don't have experts who can reach out in all languages to reach everyone, but uh, at least we're uh, uh, reaching, uh, uh, being able to convey this information to Spanish-speaking residents uh, in their native tongue, and uh, hopefully uh, the message will get out uh, clearly to them. Indeed. Well, uh, as in everything with this uh, outbreak, it's unfortunate we're learning even some good things in bad times. Uh, one of the things the governor did, and, and apparently uh, it might even be in state law that whatever the federal deadline is for uh, tax returns to be in, the state deadline is the same. But the governor did announce yesterday that um, we have moved our deadline up uh, back to July 15th from April 15th. So I think that uh, helped some accountants and some folks who were trying to figure out uh, when and where to pay their taxes this year. Well, it's, it's really going to be a boon to the people who have uh, suffered uh, economically because of this. Uh, you know, you have... Uh, uh, we're getting reports uh, as we record this of the uh, tremendous increase in number of people seeking unemployment uh, compensation benefits because of uh, disruptions from uh, uh, coronavirus. Uh, so the people who are hurt economically like that, uh, it's going to be a boon if they have a little extra time to uh, um, to, to pay their taxes or uh, you know. If, uh, if you got money coming back, uh, the, you can file. And the uh, the governor said that the state is still going to process returns and, and provide refunds to people who are entitled to them. Uh, but if you're one of those people who uh, is going to owe money to the state, you get a little more time to uh, to, to ante up. So uh, extending the deadline is a boon to them. What it's not a boon to is the state's ability to pay its bills. Wow. Uh, because... Uh, yeah, April is the single biggest uh, tax revenue collection month uh, for the state all year. It's simply because people are filing their income tax returns, and you know the, the they if they owe money, they have to pay it, and that uh, leaves the uh, state's coffers flush for a while. And uh, the uh, the state always makes a, a, a progress in paying down its uh, backlog of bills during this time of year. Uh, that's not going to happen this time. And Controller Susana Mendoza. Uh, put out a statement yesterday uh, agreeing with the idea that uh, people need some relief uh, and, uh, you know, this extension is a good thing, uh, but also pointing out that it is going to uh, create some uh, cash flow issues as she tries to juggle everything to pay uh, bills on time. And she said that priority is still going to be given to schools and to medical bills and that sort of thing. But uh, there's, I, I would think inevitably there's going to be some people uh, who are going to be left uh, waiting longer than they might have to to have their your bills paid by the state? Right. I saw a number for the unemployment claims of one hundred and fifteen thousand. That sounds awfully large. Yeah, that's <laughs> a tremendous, tremendous increase. Uh, you know, the, the few thousand I think is, is normal for this time of year. And uh, uh, I saw somebody did the arithmetic. It's like a thousand percent increase from what. You would normally um, expect. So. Yeah, yeah, and as far as long-term effects on the state budget uh, and and taxation, and you know, this is the year that in November the we're supposed to have an election to determine if we go to a graduated income tax, where the governor, you know, in good times said only the top three percent would pay more. Well, boy, everything is just up in the air now, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And 
it's up in the air in the sense that uh, everyone understands that government revenues at all levels are going to be uh, hurt by what's going on. Uh, the economy is uh, uh, kind of strangling itself right now. Uh, we've seen the market take a tremendous plunge. Uh, so everyone knows that the fallout, the economic fallout for this is going to hurt governments at all levels. Uh, the problem is nobody can put a precise number on this stuff at this point. So, um, it, you know, the, the officials are going to have to deal with it. No, it's going to be bad. They just don't know how at this point. Right. Uh, Illinois is going to find out uh, fairly quickly, I think, because uh, the March, uh, the end of uh, March is next week. Uh, the Commission on Government Forecasting and Accountability, which are the financial experts for the General Assembly, uh, uh, have always put out a report at the close of a month uh, saying how state revenues have uh, fared for that month. So we may be get, uh, start to get some hard figures uh, as early as next week on exactly what this uh, crisis is doing to state right. revenues. Uh I should note for uh, those fine folks listening to us that we're recording this before the governor's Thursday afternoon report, so numbers might be a little different from there. Um, what we also, um, everybody will be continuing to wonder uh, as the federal government uh, moves toward final passage of the $2.2 billion um, uh, either bailout or fiscal stimulus, whatever you want to call it, uh, that the Senate passed and the House, I believe, is expected to vote Friday on. We don't yet know exactly how much that's going to do for the state. Certainly, it'll fill a lot of gaps out there. Actually, yeah, I said billion. I meant trillion. Sorry. Not used to these numbers. You're, 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 you're shortchanging the, the effort of the, our Congress. Oh, my goodness uh, gracious. So. Yeah. It's just it's just an amazing amount of uh, resources that they're throwing into this. <laughs> it's, it's, it is and unanimously it's, with both parties. Uh, boy, that sure says spells crisis, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you get that kind of agreement in this kind of uh, divided uh, political atmosphere, you, you know, you must be uh, dealing with something uh, pretty urgent. Yeah, well, they did bicker about it for a few days and called each other, you know, political names or at least accused each other of politics. So I guess there was that num amount of normalcy for a couple of days. Um, and everybody <laughs> hopes that the House takes it up quickly and we don't have uh, uh, any more fractious discussions over there. OK, the, the governor also uh, mentioned, I guess, some uh, like hotel grants or some downstate grants. So, so the state is going to try to fill some financial holes as well for small businesses. Yeah, there's uh, basically the governor said that uh, the Department of uh, Commerce and Economic Opportunity looked at some of the programs that uh, are out there to help small business uh, in uh, any way and uh, just kind of, as he said, repurposed that money to now provide some financial relief to small businesses hurt by the coronavirus. Uh, it's, uh, some of it is loans, some of it is grants. Uh, one program in particular is aimed at businesses in the hospitality industry, hotels, uh, uh, bars and restaurants, which are really hit hard because uh, they've been prohibited from having large crowds. Uh, and the whole idea of going to a restaurant or a bar is you're around other people and you get big crowds. So they've really been hurt by this. And uh, the governor is at least trying to provide some kind of uh, financial assistance to them. 
Right. Well, we and I know some of the deadlines for applying for that were on the for some of that was on the 27th, the end of this week. So those business folks that are interested should uh, call their fine representatives in state government and find out what's going on. Um, with that, I'm going to, on behalf of you and me and everybody at the paper, hope everybody handles all of this as best as we can, as you can, and stay healthy. So that will do it for this week's Under the Dome. You can subscribe to this podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher. For Doug Finke, I'm Bernie Schoenberg. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>